Okay, here's the situation. You're entering midlife, maybe going through perimenopause and menopause, and you have put on some excess weight, especially around your midsection. You don't like it. (laughs) It doesn't feel good. You want to get rid of it, but you might be believing certain myths about what you're supposed to do to get rid of it that simply aren't true. So today we are going to learn exactly what you need to do to combat that menopause weight gain and belly fat for good. Hey friend, my name is Megan Dahlman. As a certified trainer and nutrition coach, I'm on a mission to change the conversation around fitness, nutrition, and taking care of ourselves as moms. If you're tired of restrictive fad diets and all or nothing workouts, in a culture that tries to sell you the lie that your value is tied to the number on the scale, then you're in the right place. I'm here to equip and encourage you to take simple steps towards the healthy life you want for yourself and the people you love. Welcome to Self-Care Simplified. Now, before we dive into today's episode, I want to share a quick story with you about my friend Lisa. Lisa recently turned 46 and I took her out to coffee for her birthday. And like many of us, you know, she's entering her midlife with so much more wisdom and just this like vibrant, excited attitude, but also with a few extra pounds, especially around her midsection that she really does not like. And she told me how she wakes up in the morning and just puts her pants on and gets so frustrated. She like tugs at her waistline and just feels like the inevitabilities of aging. You know, it's so easy to think that. And Lisa had thought and had kind of bought into this idea that her menopause belly was just this natural part of getting older, but she didn't like it. So she started doing some things to try to combat it. You know, she started running again every morning. She like picked up her, her jogging game. She also started to really restrict and pull back on a lot of the foods that she was eating. And when those things didn't seem to be working very well, she actually signed up for our her local gym had this like core blast fitness class that she she just felt like doing a bunch of these crunches and ab targeted exercises would really help to melt away some of this excess belly fat. But despite all of these efforts, like nothing was changing and she was so frustrated. And over this deep chat that we had over coffee, she was explaining all of this to me and I started to break down some of the myths that she did not realize that she was believing about menopause, about weight gain, especially that belly fat gain. So I'm going to share some of those revelations with you today because it shocked her and I have a feeling it's going to shock you too about what it takes to to get a handle on your any excess weight gain that you might be experiencing in midlife, especially around your midsection. So there are three main myths that I've seen when it comes to menopause weight gain and especially belly fat gain, okay? And we are just going to debunk these myths once and for all. And this first myth, I guarantee it's something that you've been believing. I guarantee you've probably even said this at some point, at least to a friend, at least to yourself. This is something that is going through your mind. And this myth is that my metabolism is slowing down because I'm getting older and that is why I'm gaining weight. (laughs) We have this idea that as we get older, our metabolism slows down and that can contribute to the weight gain. And the truth is that it's far more complex than that, all right? Your metabolism is highly adaptive, but it adapts not to your age, it adapts to your lifestyle, 
Okay. So as your lifestyle changes, your metabolism is going to change in response to that. Now, there's a lot of things that happen at midlife, especially as you're going through menopause that impact your lifestyle. So as your estrogen becomes far more dominant in relation to progesterone, your progesterone really starts to wane. And it's that imbalance of your hormones that leads to severe mood swings, lack of motivation, even depression, anxiety, things that just make it so that you really don't want to wake up and and do the physical activity on a consistent basis, right? You might struggle to be consistent with your workouts more. Um, It also, those fluctuating hormones can really impact your ability to sleep well at night, which once again impacts your motivation and drive to show up and be physically active the next day. And the moment we see those declines in physical activity, That's where we start to lose that muscle mass. And as the muscle tissue starts to disappear on our bodies, that is where we get that metabolic decline. When you couple that (laughs) with a a cortisol-baked environment because you're not sleeping well and you may have unmanaged stress in your life, like you're just taking on so many responsibilities and projects, you're not very good at saying no to things, we end up with this perfect storm of that, that creates this weight gain especially that belly fat gain, okay? So the solution to this is not always thinking like, this is inevitable. It's just the you know natural effect of getting older is my metabolism is declining. The solution is to do everything you can to maintain a healthy, active lifestyle as much as you can. And if there are things that are impeding that, if there are things that are getting in the way of doing that, of you being able to like maintain your muscle mass as much as you can, of being physically active, of sleeping well at night, if there are things that are impeding that, then we need to address those things because ultimately that is what is impacting your metabolism. Now, myth number two is super common. This is almost everybody's like go-tos and it's been this way for generations of this is what you do when you need to lose the weight that you've gained and it's doing more cardio and eating less. <laughs> like we all feel like that is the, that's the gold standard, right? That is the best solution when it comes to the weight gain that you're experiencing. But actually ramping up your cardio is not the best method for fat loss. In fact, it backfires on for multiple reasons. When you ramp up your cardio, if you decide I'm just going to start running every day, I'm going to do the elliptical every day, I'm going to do like pound it out mile after mile every day, what happens is that it can really trigger your hunger cues and making you feel, and it can make you feel a lot hungrier than your body actually needs to replenish its energy stores. Okay. And if you're going to combine that with a restrictive diet, now you've created this perfect storm of like being super hangry all the time where you're over hungry, but you're trying to not eat. And at some point that's just going to blow up. You're just going to binge one day and go way overboard. And we're starting to perpetuate that all or nothing mentality. Another reason why cardio is, is not the best, same with restricting food, is that it can be really stressful on your body. 
when you pull your calories all the way back to like 1200 or 1300 calories a day, your body thinks it's under stress. Same with doing cardio every single day. Your body thinks it's under stress. And so it's going to produce a lot more of that cortisol hormone, which makes it almost impossible to lose any excess body fat, especially in the belly region. So what should you do instead? When it comes to your training, the most important thing that you should be focusing on is any that is going to build muscle mass. I taught you already that the more muscle mass you have on your body, the more metabolically active you are, meaning the higher metabolism you're going to have, which will translate to less body fat. So every time you show up and have time to dedicate to doing a planned workout, you should be choosing anything that's going to build muscle mass. And the gold standard for that, the thing that's going to do that the most is any type of resistance training, ideally moving in the direction of getting some weights in your hands, okay? So it's okay if you start out with body weight only, doing strengthening, strength training movements that use only your body weight, but that only works for a certain amount of time. It's a great place to start to develop your confidence and your body, like just awareness and body control. But we got to move in the direction where we start to put some load in your hands, and that is where we can really build up your muscle mass. Also, that muscle mass has lots of other benefits for your body, including bone density and just body control and overall functionality and healthy joints. So there's lots of reasons to build muscle mass, but this is a big one. If you're experiencing excess body fat on your body, go into your workouts thinking, what can I do to build muscle? Like that should be your top priority, okay? Ideally, you should be moving in the direction of doing some sort of strength training or muscle building activity two days a week at minimum, maybe three days, okay? Now, on top of that, or in addition to that, because I don't want you doing that every single day, I just want you to focus on being a really active person, someone who just moves a lot. There's something called NEAT. N-E-A-T, and it stands for Non-Exercise Activity Thermogenesis. This is basically a term that is applied to all of your activity that you do throughout the day that's non-exercise. It's not part of your workout. And people who move a lot throughout the day, they're just fidgeters. They're constantly moving. They're always walking. They're not sedentary. These people have been shown to have a significantly higher metabolism, okay? So that's a really good goal for you is to just be like, yes, I'm going to try to work on muscle building activities, but I'm also going to put a lot of effort into making sure that I am just someone that moves constantly, okay? Taking the stairs instead of the elevator or the escalator, parking really far away so you're walking, going for a walk every day, standing up at your desk. So lots of things that just keep you moving. And then on the nutrition front, I mentioned that one of the myths is that restricting or eating less is what you have to focus focus on for reducing your weight. And yes, I know that eating an abundance of like processed carbohydrates and excess sugars and drinking alcohol and and those things are going to contribute to weight gain. But it is significantly easier to like reduce your intake of those foods when you're not focused on that, when you're actually focusing on increasing your intake of healthy foods, okay? So really try to shift your focus of onto 
increasing, like eating more of the foods that your body needs to be metabolically active. More protein, especially, okay? Lots of protein, lots of produce at every meal. And I like to say, eat your pros. So at every meal, if you can turn your attention on that and say, I'm gonna eat more protein, more produce, it's going to in turn have an impact on the amount of the unhealthy foods that you eat. So instead of doing carbs, cardio all the time and trying to restrict your calories and eat less, this is a far more effective way to get the results that you're actually looking for. Okay, stop for just a second. Is your core a hot mess right now? (laughs) I know that's kind of a personal question, but if you feel like your core muscles are squishy and can't fire and it feels like they're just non-existent and maybe even because of that, you've been experiencing like back pain and posture issues and just this general lack of confidence in your body, then I want to invite you to join me for my free five-day core tune-up. Unfortunately, most other core training strategies out there just target your abs and give you a bunch of like high burn ab exercises that end up hurting you in the long run. So I want to show you something completely different. In my five-day core tune-up course, I'm going to lead you through the exact movements that your entire core needs to engage properly and function at its best. We're going to do it in less than 10 minutes a day with no equipment needed. All right. By the end of these five days, you will feel your core muscles. You'll feel your hips. You'll feel your glutes. And you'll also have this arsenal of knowledge and body awareness for how to adjust your posture and your core throughout the day. And most importantly, you'll finally experience hope for your core again. This five-day core tune-up course, it's totally free. Just go to fivedaycore.com, five with a number five, fivedaycore.com to sign up and I will send you the day one video right away. Strong core, here you come. The third myth that is really common, especially if you have that belly fat, kind of that excess weight right in your midsection, is that for specifically targeting that belly fat, you need to do a bunch of core exercises, right? This is how we have all of the women flocking to those core blast programs, you know, the 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 ab, eight-minute abs, whatever it might be. Just You're just trying to pelt that area, that problem area with a ton of exercises. But here's the truth, my friend. You can spot strengthen, Okay, so if you do a lot of exercises for your core, you can make your core stronger, but you cannot spot reduce. In other words, you can't spot get rid of the fat in that area, okay? By doing a bunch of exercises in one area, it will not get rid of the fat in that area, all right? Your body works in coordination across your entire body through every area. And as it's reducing body fat levels overall, you're not really in charge of where that's coming from for the most part, okay? Keep in mind that belly fat, excess fat in your midsection is a product of not just a weak core, It's actually not a product at all of a weak core. It's a product of higher cortisol levels because you have unmanaged stress in your life. You're not sleeping well at at night and you just have an unhealthy lifestyle. And so your body is choosing to store this excess fat in your midsection. Okay. So getting those things under control is going to impact your fat storage far more than doing core training. 
Now, should you not do core training? No, that's not at all what I'm saying because that could impact you in a different way, kind of in a roundabout way. As your core is stronger, you're going to have the capacity to do more full body strength training. You'll have a great foundation to work on a good a resilient and injury resistant foundation so you can do a little bit more intense functional strength training movements that really build your muscle mass. You can't do those without a strong core. So your strong core is really important to be able to do really good quality workouts that build the muscle mass, okay? But I don't want you to be doing your core training with the intent that it's losing belly fat, okay? It just doesn't work that way, all right? So I just want you to kind of think through that myth and make sure that if you've got this excess belly fat, it's not that your abs are weak, but by making your abs stronger, by making your entire core stronger, it can have an impact on your ability to train more effectively. Okay, so let me kind of review those myths with you again so you're really clear in your mind of what's not true when it comes to this menopause weight gain, all right? So the first myth was that your metabolism has slowed down because you're getting older and that's why you've gained weight. Just remember that your metabolism is adapting to a lifestyle that's probably being impacted by your hormones. You're still in charge of your lifestyle, okay? So that's not the case here. The second myth was that if you wanna get rid of this extra weight gain, especially that belly fat, you need to do more cardio and eat less. No, that actually might backfire on you. So what you need to be focusing on instead is all the muscle building activity and eating in a way that boosts that muscle the most as much as possible, okay? And that third and final myth was that if you have belly fat, you need to target it with core exercises. Keep in mind that you can spot strengthen. You can strengthen your core, which is great, you should, but you can't spot reduce. Doing core exercises does not get rid of the fat in that area. Now, I know that weight gain at this time of life can be super frustrating, and it can feel like it takes forever to move. The, the needle like barely ever moves and you just feel like nothing is working. But I want you to know that these tips and just kind of the suggestions I outlined for you do actually work. And I know how tempting it is to want to go the extreme route and do something that's just just nuts, you know, just really all or nothing and very extreme. But Please listen to me when I say that doing the slow and steady route actually does help. When you focus on those muscle building efforts, when you focus on managing your stress, managing your sleep, making sure that you've got the cortisol kind of tamped down in your life, these things really do impact your results. And I actually want to share a story of my friend Liz, who's gone through this exact same thing. And I asked her to kind of give us a testimonial or just like her own take on what she has done because she's seen some significant improvements in this area of her life recently. And I, she's in her mid 40s and losing some of this excess body fat has been a struggle for her, but things are actually moving and working. And I want to share this video with you. Hey, Megan, it's Liz. I just wanted to give you a quick update on me, how things are going in my corner of the world. As you know, I'm now in my mid-40s, and I feel like the things that I used to do um, just aren't really working to give me the results I want. So I've made a few changes over the last few months. Um, 
And those are mainly, as far as nutrition, really bumping up my protein, really try to get at least 30 grams per meal. I feel like that's really helped with my hunger cues. Um, in terms of exercise, I'm keeping up with you know your strength training program. But in addition to that, I'm really just trying to be active outside. You know, going for walks every day, playing with my kids, doing yoga before bed. You know, just any movement that I can. Um, and then really focusing on my stress levels and my sleep, you know, doing some calming meditations if I need to, and just doing an evening routine and getting to bed on time. Um, all of those things I feel like have really started to make a difference for me. Um, and it's, it's slow, you know, it's the slow and steady progress. Um, I've, as of now lost about 10 pounds over four months. So, you know, it's super slow, but it's headed in the right direction. I'm, I'm thrilled with that. Um, I'm fitting into, um, some pairs of shorts that I couldn't wear before. They're now fitting comfortably. Um, my resting heart rate has dropped. I feel like I'm just feeling less stressed and more energy through the day. So thank you. Oh man. What I love about her story was that she refused to believe the myths, kind of everything that we've been told about how our body operates at this point in life, especially when it comes to this excess weight and she's doing it the right way. And she's experiencing results because of that too. Are they slow? Yes. Sometimes the results are slow. But it's happening and it can happen for you too. So the big takeaway here is that if you're entering midlife or you're going through perimenopause or you're menopausal and you're you're wanting to combat that weight gain, especially in your midsection, first and foremost, you need to get your sleep and your stress under control. If you need more resources for that, we've had other podcast episodes. I'm going to stick that in the show notes for you. I had a sleep doctor on the show. He's going to help you get your sleep in a better place. I had a stress coach on the show. We're going to help you get your stress in a better place. Make sure that you go listen to those. I'm going to link those for you in the show notes. Also, find as many opportunities as you possibly can to just be someone who moves. Just be someone who is constantly in motion. You're using your body constantly. Don't just do a workout in the morning and then sit the rest of the day. Like try to constantly be in motion as much as possible. And then those workouts that you do prioritize, make sure that they are doing muscle building work. That is your top priority. The more muscle you have on your body, the less body fat you'll have. And on the nutrition side of things, make sure that your nutrition is supporting that. Eat your pros. Get a lot of protein and produce into your system so that you're supporting that muscle building work and you're doing everything that you can to help foster that muscle growth. Okay, core training is important, yes, but don't be doing it to lose the belly fat. Do it so that you have a resilient, injury-proof body so that you can do more of that muscle-building work, those good training programs, okay? I know, my friend, this menopause weight gain can be such a bear, but hopefully this really shed light on what it really takes to combat that weight gain um, and just some of the myths you might have believed about your metabolism, about what's going on with your belly fat, all those things, okay? So I hope this helped you. I hope this gave you a little bit of hope and a better sense of direction of what your next plan of action should be. Definitely check out the show notes for more resources here to help you. And hey, friend, until next time, be strong.